You ever go to the Oh, it's you okay. ever go to the Stone Brewery in San Diego? I have. It's, it's very so nice. good. It is very good. Yeah, I love breweries. Maybe one day we'll get to go to England, do some English breweries. Hit some, drop some pints. <laughs> yeah, you can get some <laughs> Newcastle, your favorite. Season two. Woo! I never even thought there'd be a season two, to be honest. You never thought you'd have a co-host. I didn't think either of those things would happen, but yet here we are uh, in our recording studio, my living room, uh, ready for season two. We're very excited. When did the game start? Uh, Friday. Friday. (laughs) Liverpool, Norwich City. We'll talk about them a little bit here in a minute, but... Yeah, Nate Hughes, Chris Smith here for season two of the Football Neophytes podcast. We're really excited uh, to bring you a second season, and hopefully it will uh, get more listeners than last time. Yeah, well, I don't think we could get less. Um, and the good news is that this time we're not so much informational. This is going to be fun. Yeah, that's right. I hope so. Well, we'll find out. So for this season, we are looking to do a couple things. First off... We're going to try and keep it short. 20 minutes is the goal. I have about a 20-minute commute. That's about all I could handle on a podcast. And so we're framing it around that. Yeah, I was uh, literally listening to a podcast on my way to the recording studio. And uh, it was Bill Simmons, and he was talking to his guests about ESPN coming to him and telling him, like, hey, Bill, your uh, your podcast is doing great, but uh, can you shorten it to, like, maybe 20 minutes? And he was like, yeah, sure. I'll, yeah, no problem. And then his next podcast was about an hour and a half long, uh, where his belief is just, uh, I'm going to put content out. People love content. Let's put it out. Let's, let's do it. And the difference, though, between Bill Simmons and us is he has one of the top podcasts in the world, and we may not even have the best podcast on our street. Uh, that might be true. That might be true. So we're going to find out. So we're planning to stick to 20 minutes. Uh, the format, uh, we'll have a couple different features uh, 10 matches in 10 minutes where we break down uh, in the best we can in our American neophyte way each match. And it should be said, I think, too, Chris, is that this podcast is designed for Americans getting their first look at English Premier League football. And so if you're listening to this and you think we're going to be talking about the NFL, just Stop. No, no, keep listening. No, no, they're not, They're going to hate this. Okay. They're going to hate this. But if you're interested, you want to start taking a crack at the Premier League. First, we recommend listening to our first season where we walk through every team in the Premier League, interview a fan, and learn as much as we can. And then at the end, we each chose teams to follow. For sure. There's 21 episodes of a ton of content ton of information on every team in the league. So if you're looking for a team to follow, it's a really good place to start. Great place to start. We each chose teams. I chose the Wolverhampton Wanderers, surprise team of the year last year, up-and-coming club. Very exciting. I'm super stoked to follow them this season. I also chose a wonderful, young, up-and-coming team that uh, not many people cheer for. I chose Manchester United. Man boo. Man boo. That's what I call them here. Man you. Man, boo. Man, you. Shout out to David Beckham. You're my boy. 
<laughs> so we are excited. I'm excited because one of the things we will do is we will have uh, two times this year the football neophytes derby when yeah. Wolverhampton, Man U, uh, square off, and we watch those matches together. That's right. Um, what I'm are some of the other? What is, <laughs> we'll see. Not according to my rankings. Oh, well. get to that. Okay. Chris, what else are we going to be focusing on? All right. So every week we like to come at you with some fun things, some off-the-wall topics. So keep an eye out for Hair Hype, where we are constantly hyping players in the EPL that just have the best hair. Uh, in fact, Nate, you got someone you want to hype already. Already. I was just messing around earlier today, and the guy I want to hype He's a young guy. I think he's he's on Man U, actually. They're under-21 team, yeah, and his yeah. name is Tahith Chong. We He only got a couple uh, shots last year, uh, two matches in the Premier League, but maybe he'll get some more uh, top-flight action this year. Yeah, and uh, another one that we're going to be kicking your way every week is our American Watch, and that's where... We take a look at uh, the American players playing in the EPL, see good how they thing, did. Good thing we don't need more time to cover those those Americans in the EPL, because if this were uh, any shorter of a podcast, I think we could actually still fit them in. Because yeah. how many are there? Uh, there's uh, three. There are three right now. Right but, now. But, but there's a great chance that by the time kickoff happens on Friday – uh, one of them will be loaned out somewhere else. So the two guys, of course, uh, the the great savior of American uh, soccer, the new Freddie Adu, <laughs> the new Freddie Adu, Christian Pulisic. He is on Chelsea. Um, already had a great uh, start to his Chelsea career. Um, so he's the one guy we'll be featuring every week. Every week. Uh, he's our great white hope. Um, yeah, he's, he's our new Freddie Adu. He is. I mean, what else can you but say? But he's a Freddie Adu who's actually already produced. Oh, yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, Freddie Adu didn't really do anything. Uh, then we'll also be following in on DeAndre Yedlin, who's been with, uh, Newcastle for, for a couple seasons now. We'll be following him. And should it happen, uh, Carter's Vicar... For Carter Vickers for uh, the Spurs, yep. but most likely he's going to get loaned out. And even if he doesn't, he'll be riding the pine and won't get featured much. He's buried on the depth chart. So I'd rather see him go somewhere where he gets time and then of maybe course. he can come back in a year or two as a, just a better player. That would be great. Yep. Um, but yeah, really looking forward. Gosh, it kind of sucks being a Man U fan and w- wanting to watch Chelsea games at the same time. Because mm. I love Pulisic. I you loved him love before him. I love Man U. It's not, I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think many of us were disappointed he went to Chelsea, but uh, he's got a shot, and it's going to be exciting to watch him play. A couple of the other features we're going to do, we're going to be doing Seeing Red, our red card watch, where we break down uh, what happens when someone gets a red card. Um, and then the other thing that I'm mostly excited for is Dumb Stuff Chris texts. So I'm really excited. Um, I'm a neophyte, but Chris is even worse. So um, and I'm my, excited to feature feature the dumb things you, you text. Hey, in my world, there's no dumb questions. They're just dumb people. And so I have no problem asking questions that I maybe probably should already know. But you know what? I'm going to ask Nate anyways. Like I found out the transfer window does close eventually. Uh, it does. August 8th. Uh, 
is when the transfer window closes. Uh, it doesn't stay open the whole year. There you go. There's your first tidbit of info. There you go. But again, these your dumb stuff, Chris, text will only be dumb to those listeners who are not neophytes. I sure. think the things, the questions you ask are going to be good. They're going to be questions that we all have. I learned so much following the Premier League last year. I'm certain there's tons more for me to learn. Um, and of course, since we were, we are going to be primarily promoting and following our teams, uh, we'll probably spend a little extra time on the Wolves and Man U. Yeah, baby. All right. Well, let's let's look at some of our predictions for the year. Um, these predictions are super scientific. We are like we really have spent a lot of time on these. We're not going to go through the whole table. Um, but we are going to focus on the top six as well as the bottom four. So who's the relegation watch? Who's on relegation watch? I love it. Um, so let's start there. Let's start with relegation. Um, Chris, who do you have? Who are your bottom three? Um, so let, let me first say that Nate's are scientific predictions <laughs> and mine are beer-inspired predictions. Mm. So I just want to make sure we're, we're clear at the gate. Um, you know... Honestly, it'd be the easiest thing in the world to grab the three promoted teams and just say these are probably the three that are going to get relegated. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out a little bit. I think Aston Villa is going to escape relegation. Okay. I think they're going to be okay. All right. I'm going to go. I'm, can I give my my bottom four? Yeah. Give. Yeah. Of course. Because I think it's more fun if we have like a battle. So of my, course, it's like relegation watch, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going my bottom four: Brighton and Hove Albion. Okay. Newcastle, yep. Sheffield United, and Norwich City. Those are my bottom four. I think they're going to be fighting it out. Three of them are gone. One of them stays. Wow. It is remarkable that those are my exact same bottom four. Nailed it. Exact same bottom four. I think Newcastle <laughs> is a dumpster fire. Everything I read on, on Twitter is a mess. Their owner sucks. Uh, they got rid of a great a great manager in Benitez, and yeah, I mean we, I mean the the bad side about that is that we may end up with one American for yeah. season three if Newcastle gets relegated. Yeah. Um, and their beer still sucks. And their beer still sucks. I think Brighton barely escaped relegation last year. They got uh, lucky in some ways. I don't think they're going to escape this year. Um, and to be honest, I don't know much about Sheffield and Norwich, but by Felicia, uh, by Felicia, yeah. So I think I think it'll be a battle between those those four clubs, um, but we'll see. Um, the other the other thing we want to do is give out what we are going to call the Wolverhampton Award, and that is for the newly promoted team that we think is going to perform the best. I think we've kind of already given away our we've choice. We've already given it away. But congratulations to our friends at Aston Villa. Um, they get the Wolverhampton Award for the team I think is going to be the best coming up from the league below. Which is ironic because Wolves hate Aston Villa and vice versa. So uh, my, my, new, my new friends with Wolverhampton probably won't like that. But, but they're a traditionally big club. Um, they've spent some money during this transfer period. Um, I would argue too much as a Wolves fan for not enough quality compared to what the Wolves have been doing, but um, I still think that they're the team, they're the, the newly relegated or newly promoted team that has the best chance of surviving. 
For sure. Um, I also, you know... For sure. We, you don't know. We don't know what we're talking about. How dare you? <laughs> For say, sure, like, we're experts. We literally pulled that out of our ass. It probably shows us more than anything that we both picked those four teams. We don't know what we're doing. But here's the thing. Like, even not knowing a ton about the EPL, I knew Aston Villa. I knew... I knew that team. I knew that team. They're name. not Spanish. Aston Villa. <laughs> Aston Villa. This is dumb stuff Chris says. Like we'll have two segments. If like, I would have texted it, it would have been right. <laughs> You're right. That's true. But I like I knew I knew that team existed, and and I was surprised that they were coming up in promotion. I had no idea they were down and gone. Yeah. So <laughs> of course, yeah. Like yeah. Swansea City. I remember at, this is a little like side note, but during last season, I. I Facebook messaged a Swansea City fan because I thought they were in the Premier League and, like, explained my whole, like, what I was doing. I was interviewing teams. Needless to say, the guy never responded. He's like, this guy's an idiot. This podcast is going to fail. And he's, <laughs> he, he really hasn't been wrong yet. yet. Like, but we're going to keep pressing on. That's right. Um, okay. So let's look at the top six. Yeah. Actually, before we even – yeah, no. Let's do the top six. Um, uh, Again, these are just our predictions. Yeah, they're super. <laughs> yeah, they're super scientific. So, um, Chris, which teams, which two teams will be playing in Europa next year? What are your five and six teams? Um, I am going with. I'm going with. Chelsea and Arsenal in five and six. Chelsea and Arsenal. Okay, we've finally diverged on our predictions. I am going with Chelsea. I think their transfer ban is going to hurt them. Um, and I don't think Pulisic is enough. Uh, losing Hazard is going to be a huge loss. Pulisic will make up for it in some regards, but Hazard's still a world-class player. He's going to be tough to replace. And then my no- that's I have Chelsea at five. And at number six, why not? Wolverhampton Wanderers. I can't disagree with you because I, I legitimately almost put them in my top six. Um, part of that, just because I think it would be cool for your team to be good. Uh, <laughs> Better. They're already of, good. They are. Um, but I just there's such a cool story. It from is, coming yeah. out of relegation to being eighth place last year. Um, I just think it's seven, awesome. Seventh seven last year. Seven place and last year. The, rea- the reality is that's for sure me like – picking them to finish six because I like them, right? Yeah. But they're going to have an uphill battle. If they if they progress in Europa far, it's going to really put a test to their squad. Playing games on Thursdays, having Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, having to turn around, play again, that's going to be tough. So yeah. um, that'll, that'll be challenging. Yeah, but it'll be exciting. I'm A-OK with your five and six spots. Oh, thank you. Yeah. All right, who do you have at uh, three, four? All right, so four... I am going with Tottenham. Okay. In third place, my beloved Manchester United. Okay. Bold, bold projection for Man U. It is. I, I felt like it's not going to get worse than it did last year, where they still finished in the top six. Yeah. Um, they got to have, like, again, it can't get worse than what happened last year. They have so much talent. I like the transfers they brought in. I don't care how much money they spend on it. It's not my money, so <laughs> yes. spend it freely. Spend it outrageously. I don't care. Yep. Um, bring in more talent. So they just have a ton of talent on the field, um, and it just can't be the crap show that it was last year. And mm. so I think they're going to progress beyond how they finished last season. Okay. 
Um, at four, I have Spurs as well. Tottenham, not Tottenham. Right. So I got we're just we're just working it out. We're working it out as we go. Potato, potato, right? potato, potato. At three, I have Arsenal. I think I love the two big signings that they have um, with Pepe and Ceballos. Ceballos. I think he is Spanish. I don't think it's Ceballos. Okay. Cedric Ceballos. <laughs> um, and Unai Emery. I think he's. I think he's a great manager, and I. I have high hopes. Maybe not high hopes, but I do think I do think the signings they brought in are going to give them some great depth, and they're gonna they're gonna contend for those top few spots. I think it should be said, like by putting Wolves at six, there was a team I clearly left out. So before we go to the top two, I'm just gonna say I have Man U at seven. I I'm surprised they're that high on your list because <laughs> I know how much you hate them. Um, I'm surprised they're not seventeenth. I it's not about hate though. I I I don't think they I still think they're an internal dumpster fire. Um I think Pogba is proving to be a bit of a cancer and if he doesn't leave, I actually think the work and the Lukaku stuff like with him not with kind of the unknowns of that. And this is my first transfer window, so maybe this is how it always is. Maybe there's always rumors all all season, and then they stay. I mean, that's how it works in other sports. So these guys are professionals. But Pogba just seems to be a guy who doesn't give his all. He doesn't seem like he wants to be there, and they're not selling him. Lukaku, I just don't know. Harry Maguire, great signing. He'll add some uh, to the back, to the yep. defense. But um, I just think I think they're going to rot out from the inside. And I think it's fair. Yeah. Um, my two biggest concerns going into the season are I f- wish they would have hired a manager. Mm. Um, old Gunner, nothing against it. I just such a crap show last year. Yeah. That I have no idea how much was his fault, how much was the player's fault. And you um, joined in you joined in on this train a little late. Yeah. A lot of the problem was Jose, the manager they had before right. him, you know. So um we'll see. I I mean they obviously there's so much talent on that squad. Yeah. They could finish top four. But, but. Pog, Pogba is the other concern because, I mean, from all the reports, he clearly doesn't want to be there. Um, dude has all the talent in the world to be one of the best players in the world. And just like you said, he just doesn't give it his all or he doesn't look like he's giving it his all in every match. And so I, I just I don't necessarily understand the want and desire to hang on to a player like that, especially when the reports are – you're getting offered some really solid talent in return for him as well as cash to make the deal even better for you. So, you know, kind of like looking at American sports, it's kind of like having Dwight Howard on your team. Yeah. Like the dude had all the talent in the world. And he had the emotional stability of a four-year-old, and all he did was drag his teams down every year because he couldn't be a professional. Yeah. And that I think Pogba is so much like Dwight Howard in that aspect. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Uh, who do you got for your – Top two. Yeah, top two. I mean, obviously we know who's left. So who do you got winning it all? Winning it all, I'm I'm going with Liverpool this year. Wow, okay. Um, I know Man City has all the talent. I yep. know they're just awesome. And yep. they, they're just a juggernaut. Yep. Um, Liverpool almost pulled it off last year. Like, Man City had to win that final game to, to yep. seal it. And so uh, – for just wanting Man City not to finish first next year, I'm choosing Liverpool. Oh, that's such a good reason to do it. I should have done that. I didn't. I think Man City's going to win it again. 
Um, I don't know if Liverpool added enough in the transfer window. I think, obviously, Man City spent another huge chunk of money. Um, and I think, I just think they're going to they're gonna do it again. So I can't argue against it. I, I can't. All right. Um, so we have a couple more things we wanted to make predictions on. Well, so the, the next prediction is the Golden Boot. Who, who do you think is going to win the Golden Boot? There was a three-way tie last year, but we're just picking one. Who are you going with? Um, it's not going to happen. I'm going with Christian Pulisic. Wow. Wow. It's not going to happen. But that, hey, but... But my heart wants it to happen. Your heart wants it to happen. Well, I'm going to go with Aguero from Man City. Um, I, he's a stud. I mean, I don't think, I mean, there's obviously a handful of guys we could pick. Um, Aubameyang again. I think Aubameyang is going to lose some goals to Pepe. Um, I think the Liverpool guys will, will steal goals from each other. Um, I think same for the Spurs guys. I, I just think I think Aguero will be a standout again, um, and and win the Golden Boot. All right, the final thing we want to take a look at is uh, best and worst kits. Yeah. This to me is maybe the coolest part of of football. This doesn't happen in American sports. Nope. There might be minor tweaks to to uniforms, but for the most part. They stay the same every year. Um, your newer franchises may make some huge sweeping overhauls every now and again, but this is such a cool thing where you get to see these new kits come in every year. So um, let's start with the worst kits. Thank you. Um, what are the wor- what Chris? What are the worst kits that that you've seen so far? Um, I I feel like there's a clear cut worst kit in the league. Uh, Norwich City. It's it's atrocious. Both um, both of their kits are just. We're looking at them right now. I mean, the the green the green and gold one is bad. It is bad, and here's why I hate the green and gold one. And this is just an old time sportsy thing. Is it just reminds me too much of like a mid seventies Seattle Mariners baseball team combined with the current Seahawks. Um, it's just too much Seattle. It's too much Sounders. Like I'm out on that. Just as a whole, yeah. And then when you look at whatever orange, yellow, crazy puke color, I think it's even red. Like we're seeing it at a weird angle, but I think it's actually red. It's it's awful. But (laughs) outside of the crazy color, outside of the crazy yellow, they have by far the worst patch on their arm. It looks like this guy's kid came up and slapped a sticker on his shoulder. And he didn't realize it. Best fiends, like it is. It's a. Atro- this is just atrocious. I didn't think anything was gonna top how little <laughs> I would want Angry Birds on my arm sleeve. This makes Angry L- Birds look like the best I, sleeve. Give me Angry Birds. I yeah, don't know what best ever. fiends is. I don't know if. No, that was the game you were playing earlier, wasn't it, on your phone? (laughs) Or that that Landon had brought up? Yes. (laughs) It's bad. Nate, I mean, where are you at with that? Oh, I'm I'm right there with you. I think these are just, both both of their home and away are just atrocious. It's good that we both picked them to get relegated, or at least to be on relegation watch, because I don't want to see these kids. They're they're that bad. Yeah, it's it's bad. Let's sit through it for a year, and then... See ya. 
All right. How about for the best kits? Who do you have for the best? So my favorite all-around best kit, um, Leicester City to me, has the coolest kits. Uh, I love the classic home blue. The King Power logo is sweet. Uh, the road pink, I think, is the dopest jersey in the league, home or away. I don't think there's a better looking kit than that. And then their third alternative, the all black, it just it shines all together. I think Leicester City, you've got my respect. You have my love for those kits. They're totally sick. They're so good. I, I dismiss the, the away kits at first, but I think you have something there. What's funny about it is Leicester City said, we're going to go pink and we're going to go all the way with the pink. Kind of the opposite of Man U's <laughs> away kits, which is like, let's throw a pink kit in with a white one and yeah. see what kind of like almost color we come up with. Yeah. Those are pretty bad. They Those are. Man U away kits are pretty bad. But I do love the Man U home red this year. It's yeah. It's like a deeper it red. It is a nice red. Yep. It just is ruined by that damn Chevy logo. <laughs> That's so true. The logos do matter. Like they do I, matter. They, didn't you say you just if rejected you have, yeah. all? If you have a Chinese like if you had logo or Asian something, Asian writing on your front, you're out because there was just too much. Half yeah. the league is covered in Asian writing, which nothing against that, but nothing sets that apart anymore because all of them have it. Yeah. So I was like, well, I can dismiss all of these, and now let's focus in on these guys. Yep. I didn't, in fact, use that as criteria. I tried to look at the kit alone, um, but I understand why you would do that. And for me, my favorite kits were the Crystal Palace kits. Crystal Palace won my favorite kits of the year last year, and I think they've done it again. I, their, home, their home kits particularly are just are beautiful. I love the red and uh, blue combination. I love the little white pinstripe through the middle. Um, I think I like the away ones. I keep going back and forth on whether I think it's brilliant or horrendous. Um, I think on match day, they're going to look great because you won't be able to tell how, how crazy the little squiggles are on there. These, these would be the perfect, the perfect kits. If it was just the solid red and white or red and blue stripe down the middle, but with the black, but I really like these kits. Um, I like I like them. But one thing I didn't know, and so if there's a listener out there, maybe I'll tweet this out asking this question later. They have the same shirt sponsor as my Wolves. Yeah. Man Bed X. So I saw that and I thought, that is weird. I assumed there was some sort of uh, rule against that, but apparently, apparently not. That does give me hope, though, because if you're allowed to sponsor multiple teams in a couple of years when you're the Wolverhampton Dodge and you have a Dodge mm. logo or Chevy's decides, you know what, let's get another logo on another team, someone else can suffer with that logo, too. It's true. You got to – are you in – you're going to have to do some research on Glazers Out. Do you know much about that? Uh, not really. Okay. We'll get you some good information. There's, like, scarves. There's, like, a whole, like, crew of guys who are uh, – Glazers out, but we are already seven minutes over oh, our no. promise. So maybe Japan's gonna fire us. Yeah, they are. I guess we'll lose our sponsorship. But um, with that, with Glazers out, Glazers uh, out. This is uh, <laughs> is that our sign off? <laughs> Glazers out. Couldn't be any worse than that. <laughs> That's true. 
All right. Yeah.